I just want to look out again and just see you. These last three months have been uh, unlike anything I think any of us have experienced. And just with all the news coverage and all the changes in our lives, we tend to see everything through the lens of COVID-19. And I will admit, even as I was looking at today's readings from Scripture, I, I, I kept seeing it through that filter. So when I read in the first reading from Acts, it says there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven staying in Jerusalem. They gathered as a large crowd. I thought, oh no, that is absolutely the wrong thing to do, to bring people together from all these places and then have them together in a large crowd. What's going to happen when they go back to their homes and every nation is going to be a disaster? And then in the gospel, we hear how the disciples are in the upper room with locked doors out of fear. And I think for many of us, you know, staying inside of our homes and not wanting to venture outside, we, we can relate to that, huh? Where we lay out of fear of the virus. And then you've got this guy who enters their upper room and what does he do? He breathes on them. We're going to great lengths not to breathe on each other, aren't we? We got these masks on. We're staying distant. Jesus just walks in and breathes on them. This is the reality we're living in right now. We're just very aware of all these kind of things. And it is a necessary reality for the time being to keep ourselves and others safe from the virus. But let's not let the reality of COVID-19 blind us to the greater reality. And the greater reality is the one who enters through locked doors is Jesus. Jesus, the one who has died and is now risen, Jesus who came that we might have life and have it to the full. And what he breathes on the disciples are not viral particles, but the gift of the Holy Spirit. And it's the Spirit that allows them to face their fears and to proclaim the good news of the risen Christ in all circumstances. That's the good news, and that's the Holy Spirit that's meant to go out to every nation throughout the whole world. The same spirit is given to us today so that whether we are able to attend church or at home, we can have hope in this God who won't let anything stand between us and the love that God has poured into our hearts. It is the Holy Spirit that prompts us to recall Jesus Christ loves me he gave his life to save me, and every day he is at my side to enlighten, strengthen, and guide me. Our second reading from 1 Corinthians. As a body is one, though it has many parts, and all the parts of the body, though many, are one body, so also Christ. We continue to be Christ's body. Um, right now, 
we're very aware we're missing some parts of the body physically, but even though we're not able to physically gather in one place, yet we are one body together in Christ. If you're like me, this, the news this morning was very distressing as we hear about civil unrest in many of our U.S. cities. And right close to us, I was reading some reports about Grand Rapids. Following the death of George Floyd, and what it made me think of was St. Paul, as he uses this image of the body, he writes... When one part of the body suffers, the whole body suffers. I think it's really important at this time now more than ever to pray and work for an end to violence and injustice and to pray and work for the respect for the dignity of every human person. Today, when you entered church, we invited you to take a button. This uh, one right here, it says, filled with the Holy Spirit. And it recalls our first reading from Acts of the Apostles, the first Pentecost. It says, then there appeared on them tongues as of fire, which parted and came to rest on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's what allowed them to go forward boldly and live out their faith in word and deed. My prayer is that for each one of us that this button will be a reminder to you. A yes, this is a button to remind us of your return to church, to public worship on this Feast of Pentecost. And it's a reminder of that gift of the Spirit. Now, I want to tell you, I ordered these a couple weeks ago, and you know, you got to, have to figure out, well, how many do I get? And I had no idea, but I noticed, uh, well, I thought I'm going to get a thousand of them. Now, that might seem to be pretty optimistic, and one of the reasons I got a thousand is, well, because it's much cheaper to get a thousand, all right? But I wanted to make sure that we had enough for anyone coming to church this weekend, for anyone viewing this online, you can just let our office know and we'll mail you one. But the bigger reason, Pentecost isn't a feast that we just celebrate once in a lifetime. Pentecost is a feast we celebrate every year. And my prayer is that on next year's celebration of Pentecost, on May 23rd, 2021, that God willing, we will all be able to gather in church. And so bring your buttons back next year, okay? And hopefully we'll be able to pass out the rest of the thousand of them next, next year, okay? And now let's uh, pray together the Holy Spirit prayer. Normally I would be, and I'm afraid it's not on your song sheet, um, it's on the back of your songbook, all that we have tucked away, I'm afraid. But just join in the best that you're able. Those at home, I think you're able to see it on your computer screen right now. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle in them the fire of your love. 
Send forth your spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who has instructed the hearts of your faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may have a right judgment in all things, and evermore rejoice in his consolations. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. One of the traditions of our parish is on Pentecost, which is when we really celebrate the birth of the church, when the Holy Spirit descended on the apostles and then when it, went, when it did spread to all nations. And, and with the birth of the church, it's how does our church continue on the mission and ministry of Jesus? Our councils and commissions are a key part of that. Ways that parishioners are involved in the mission and ministry of our parish so our tradition is on Pentecost. We have names of some parishioners who have been willing to have their names put in the basket. I'm going to begin with pastoral council. This is the group that provides leadership for our parish and, and helps me. And then also our education commission to help guide the faith formation of our children, our youth, our school, our faith formation, our adults. Lord, we ask your blessing upon the names in these baskets, upon all who serve our parish and councils and commissions. Help them, help all of us, to seek always to use the gift of your Spirit for the good of all. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. <clears throat> 